And good evening, everyone. Another amazing briefing as we roll fast through uh, a super exciting 2020. And I'm so happy to have you on board. We're going to start really fast here um, as we're starting just a few minutes late. Thank you for your patience. I'm just so excited. <laughs> uh, before I get too much more excited, let me get started, okay? February 18th, and it is briefing number 98. There's actually many more briefings, but this is the first, we've had almost 100 briefings that were in this cool webinar, webinar format. We used to do these cool, like literally casual telephone briefings as I was driving on my way through Los Angeles. Driving through Los Angeles. Yes, that's an old, old game. Uh, since I'm in Florida now. Okay, of course, as you know, safe harbor statement means that we're not here to predict the future, except to the extent that we believe it's going to happen. And uh, of course, the you must rely on the information in our filings. I was on a podcast appearance uh, with Gresham Harkless, and this is CEO Blog Nation. And I'll give you a very short um, snippet from this just for fun. So... Here we go. If you're a brewery and you have to do your own water treatment now because you got stuck with it, well, that wasn't on your capital plan. You were not going to spend $2 million on a water treatment system. You were going to spend it on better beer. It kind of sounds like you're partnering with these organizations, these businesses, breweries, for example, that maybe didn't have to solve a problem initially when they started, but now they have to do that and not sure how exactly to make that happen. We realized that we had to solve the problem of funding self-treatment, localized treatment. We eventually realized, wait a minute, it's the funding, stupid. If you can fund these systems and just here, sign here, Mr. Brewery, and you'll just pay on the meter like you always do. And they go, okay, number one. Number two, because we have roll-in, roll-out systems, we can always take them back if the guy stops paying. We'll just rent you this system the same way that someone might rent a TV. Awesome. No, I definitely appreciate you for, for sharing that and breaking that down. Because I think so many times in you know businesses and, and organizations, sometimes we can get so focused on the thing we're doing rather than the, the, pro the true problem that we're actually solving. If you're in this intractable situation, invent your way out. Find people who are willing to help you figure it out. Utter persistence. But you've got to reinvent. The water industry, it is said, uh, we will run out of water in less than 20 years. By 2040, there will be major, major, major problems in the water, in the world with water availability. The gap is where I'm trying to, to come up with these novel solutions. Another novel solution that we're working on is desalination, right? Now, desalination is not logical. Nobody, there's, we should recycle water. We should do better wastewater treatment. We should do all kinds of things, but there's 97.5% of the world's water is salt water. And, you know, 40% of the world's population lives within 100 kilometers of coastlines. Therefore, desal and desalination is super, super energy intensive, fossil fuel process, very ex expensive, blah, blah, blah. We're now doing a project. We're about to uh, recruit a, a university. And you're actually the first to hear this. This is the first time I've discussed this publicly. Nice. Um, we're about to, to launch a skunk works project to do something about the next generation of desal because the technology is already in universities to do this wide availability of cheap, sustainable desalination. We want to use our platform as a public company to bring this up 
and roll it out the same way we're doing it with decentralized water treatment. Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate you for sharing that with us. And I think so many times, as you said so well, it's not just about having that persistence, but it's also about pivoting and understanding that, hey, you know, I'm trying to break through the window, but there's a door right over here that everybody's walking through and that might be a potential opportunity. And so I want to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or the business or a combination of both. Your own best resources is you at the end of the day. And you have to make sure that you're in a place where you don't feel horrible about what's happening, or let's say some, somebody's taking advantage of you financially, whatever's going on, and you can't just go, oh my God, and uh, so the end of the world, and, and I'm to blame, and I'm no good, right? Well, sure, we all got to improve ourselves, but at the end of the day, we are our own best resource. You yourself remain peaceful. You yourself remain untroubled. Go crazy. Deal with the problems, solve them, fix them, do whatever you got to do. But you yourself remain an oasis of, of peace in a way that people can then go, oh, Riggs isn't too worried. I guess it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that's extremely powerful because I think so many times we don't realize the impact that we have by the what we're giving off. If you show yourself as worried, then everybody else becomes worried. Right. And of course, it also helps to be competent, right? In other words, True. it helps for the, the ship not to hit the rocks. <laughs> yes. So that's good too. <laughs> yes. So Rick, truly appreciate you again, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Gresham, thank you for your work and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Wow. A lot of people tonight. Thank you for joining us. Really exciting. Uh, in the future, we're also going to add a Facebook watch. That's one of my plans. This week, something cool happened in Norwegian Clear Finance. What happened? Well, we signed a definitive agreement to acquire a company that has $2 million in proven U.S. real estate. It's actually in uh, Port St. Lucie, which is a very good market, northern end of the Miami corridor. So really exciting. And it's intended to fund what we're calling our prepaid water projects. You can accelerate water projects by, of course, funding them up front and just having somebody sign a dotted line, just like I was talking about in this video. So what does that mean? Of course, the big work starts. I want to thank Philanthrope Investors for having brought us this, uh, this opportunity. We're, we got, I, I've got a list of all the things that have to happen. So it's not a done deal by a long shot, but uh, I'm very grateful to the gentleman and the team as a set of partners that decided to commit to this as opposed to continuing to develop their multi-home development. What we're really talking about is water as a service already being a winning model. Now that registered trademark is not ours. It is actually belongs to a company called AquaVenture Holdings, which pioneered these long-term water service contracts, water as a service, and they were acquired last March for $1.1 billion, all cash, and went private. So AquaVenture Holdings was public. Culligan bought them and took them private. And that is the model we are implementing. Basically, you're like pay-as-you-go. It's an outsourced model. In high-tech, we used to call these service-level agreements, meaning that if you are, you know, if you have an internet service provider, they will guarantee 99.99% whatever uptime. And that's called a SLA or service level agreement. Well, uh, imagine a similar thing happening in water. Well, that's becoming more and more of, an, uh, of a fact of life in, in the water industry. And it's how we're accelerating our business. Now, what do you get out of it? Long customer life cycles. You know, um, I'm, I've been an Earthlink customer since 19, well, since 1994, really, since uh, before the web. So this, this is some exciting stuff. Also, you get a continuous revenue uh, situation.
another another player is Cambrian. Now, Cambrian is a private company, and they raised a ton of money, about $18 million most recently in 2019. And here's an example of what, they, what we're talking about. I'm not the only person talking to you about companies have to decentralize. This is a story about the Russian River Brewing Company, which was doubling their production. And they had a problem because it was going to cost them so much money. And they went ahead and did a deal with Cambrian, where they would get this a very similar system to ours, except that we have a better package, we think, that would continuously clean the, 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 the beer water and allow it, the wastewater, allow it to be reused. And a brewery can reuse about 50% of its wastewater, even if it's not using the water for beer, which I, not everybody's gonna love. So, but nonetheless, it's a big game. Now, this is a, it's a, I think a 15 year contract that uh, the Russian River owners have made with Cambrian. But here's our secret sauce. This is where we take it. We're, this is our Gen 2 model. Because we have roll-in, roll-out prefab systems, we have a major risk reduction because the client stops paying, we, he pulls out the system. And secondly, because of that, it's more of a rental model, therefore stellar credit not needed. And that is a major improvement over competitors. This is that uh, amazing technology that we acquired in 2018, which was the five patents that Dan Early brought us and a bunch of software and stuff. And here's the key. It's called basis of design, meaning you can see all these jobs on the right-hand side that are current jobs we're bidding. And the great many of them, we are basis of design, which means that they have to use our or Dan Early's proprietary design, which of course we have, we are the exclusive global licensee for. So that is very powerful. In addition, last year, as you know, we piloted the whole Waters of Career program. And we, were, we had a meeting last week with uh, Ryan Kustra, who was our first waterpreneur. And he's very happy. And it's going very, very well for him. So this lets us kind of send out, you know, a one man or one woman sales, a fleet of salespeople that can sell pre-funded system. So for example, I discussed this premium hotel system. Took us a year and a half to close it. But now with pre-funding, a, a waterpreneur can go out and sell it and not have to demand $143,000 upfront. Very important. So that's our, that's our tweak on it. We'll continue to tweak it. So building this Origin Clear Financial means that obviously we'll accept cash, but also what's going on is that real estate investors are diversifying here. The potential tax benefits, we're still working on that. Um, and we may not have to sell the property. We may be able to leverage it, all kinds of details there. And some may want to also get involved in the actual water systems that are put into operation. And there's various um, um, elements. There's a, there's a share of the net profits. Um, they have secure a security right. Uh, they have the right to put a lien on the equipment that goes out there. And where we're at, of course, as I told you, we have this definitive agreement for $2 million and a million dollars preliminary uh, commitment and more in the works. Uh, the same gentleman who did the $2 million package is uh, putting together $1 million package with some other people. So important to remember, this is not a done deal, but it's moving along at the speed of light. All right. Of course, we're grateful to Ivan Ants and Artie Marin, who are the philanthropic investor people. I'm told that they are, uh, this is going to be their third year in the Inc. 500. I think that's still a very informal status, shall we say, but they are certainly, uh, you know, really rock stars in real estate. And now they're introducing 
investors for this fund, which is key. And they like to use this rule of thumb of for every $100,000 invested, you're getting a million liters per month, which is a good thing. And that's why they call it philanthropic investing. So thank you, gentlemen. Now, maybe you caught my email late this afternoon. It came out of a meeting I was having where I really had to tell the gentleman, good friend of mine that I've known for many years, dude, we have to stop because I got to send out the update and get ready. And that is what about crypto? Now, does crypto have a place now? We know that crypto's hot and, you know, everybody's, you know, um, going nuts. And, and I, I think that it's no longer what it used to be. Uh, it was um, a tough, very immature space. I think it has matured. But I wanted to take you a little bit down memory lane. And um, a little over a year ago, I started this process by sketching the water chain universe in my backyard on my wife's school whiteboard. And uh, this was the beginning of it all right there. And uh, to give you a bit more of that complexity, here you have a, you know, all the potential stakeholders. In the middle, you have that capital pool, which of course is Origin Clear Finance, right? Water exchange. And now here's important, what's important. It's about the contracts. It's about the contracts. And the, we had a big problem in 2018, which is how do you track the generation of clean water? Well, if you have the service contracts, you don't have to have go, people go out there and check meters and stuff like that. You already have the thing in place. Here's the, the website. It's still up to this day. And it's a little bit out of date, but it still tells the story. The idea here is to harness the power of crypto capital to meet the growing water crisis. And with that, I'm going to play you a little clip and also try and fix, uh, for some reason, my video went crazy. But I'm going to go back into share mode and you'll be able to see a speech that I made at the time, and I think you'll find it interesting. Here we go. The world will run out of water. There'll be 40% more demand for water than there is supply just 12 years from now. Half of the world's citizens will live in water-stressed areas. And by the way, if you think you're in the Midwest, you've got a lot of water, think again. The Ogallala Aquifer is running dry. So we have a problem, and we have an industry, which is a trillion-dollar industry, which needs to accelerate to cope with that crisis. But now it's a trillion-dollar industry, but it's also old school. One of the biggest problems we've got is that the infrastructure is broken. America, for example, is gonna take a quarter trillion dollars to fix the water infrastructure. And I don't think that's gonna be done anytime soon. So what's happening is that municipalities, the sewage plants, are refusing the sewage. Like, no, you give us treated water. They're, re they're requiring treated water from the factories, the schools, the agricultural farms. Everyone's gotta treat their own water. It's called forced decentralization. Ironic given that we're at a decentralization conference. This is exactly what's happening in the water industry. Now, if you're Intel, you don't wanna clean the water. You're gonna delegate it to someone else. And you're also gonna delegate the capital problem. You're Intel, you can afford a five or $10 million water system, but now you delegate it to a water service company, that's harder for them to do. So that's a real problem for the industry. But there is a trend towards, and this is the opportunity, there is this trend towards outsourcing, towards modular systems, uh, 
IoT devices, and that's really the, the nexus where we find ourselves. I have a, uh, I'm the CEO of a public company uh, that's been 10 years commercializing a technology in the water industry. And I'm told we're getting to the end of the path because it takes 12 to 14 years, apparently, to commercialize water technology. So I know the problem intimately. Uh, we've been a public company for all this time. And now we see this chance to make a change. I'll talk some more about this. So one of the things we, we faced when we looked at doing a blockchain initiative was, how do we bring it about? We don't have 12 to 14 years for a water chain, for a blockchain technology to take root. In other words, we can't go to the water industry and go, please adopt this, please do the blockchain with us, and they'll go, what? It's all good. And, uh, and I, I say this with all the love for the water industry because they've got public health uh, requirements to deal with. They, they have huge liability issues. It's natural that they would be conservative. But if we're talking about putting blockchain in, how are we going to do it? And then we suddenly realized that we could simply fund our own ideal systems using the power of crypto funding and fund these special purpose vehicles that would attack initially just one water treatment project and do it perfectly at the speed of the tech industry. I came out of the dot-com. We know how to move fast. So we make it happen fast. We use the best practices, the best real-time devices. We use the blockchain where appropriate and offline technologies, off-blockchain technologies married into it for perfect implementations of real-time, distributed, modular water treatment systems, starting with one and expanding from there. Now, very simple, how do we do it? Again, coin offerings that people everywhere, if you reply to one of my newsletters, it will come into my inbox. And I get a lot, a lot of people saying, Riggs, I really care about what you do. Please change the world. Can you do better? And you know, the hurricanes, oh my god, there was all these people so concerned about the water quality. And my friend Enrique knows all about that from Puerto Rico. And uh, you know, there's such a, a desire to change the world by fixing the water that people can actually participate directly in water treatment systems that are ideal, rapid, and expanding, hopefully, in a geometrical progression, right? We're going to set up first one treatment facility funded by crypto investors. It's going to generate intellectual property learnings that we will roll into the next and the next and the next. And the water users, I mean, let me tell you, you go up to a water user and you go, just sign here, let's negotiate a price per metric ton of water treated, and we're rolling. They will do it. They will do these deals. So the water user gets the benefit, no capital cost, just operating expense, very efficient. And then we go to number two, number three, et cetera, et cetera. Simply a growing progression of perfect systems. Now, what drives the water industry more than anything else? What drives you? Money. If the water industry sees capital flowing into water treatment systems, they will put up their hands and participate, as opposed to us saying, please use the blockchain. Instead, we create the shining house on the hill, and they come to us because the capital is there, the use cases are fantastic, their concerns about public health and liability 
are satisfied. We've run it, everything, you know, proper, you know, regu securities regulated, the whole thing. So this is a properly done rollout of this new technology. So our mission is very simple. We're going to, you know, create a decentralized water treatment system using the, the great technology that's out there. We're not replacing existing players. There's some great device manufacturers who are already cloud-enabled. There's every single player is out there, people who make these drag-and-drop water treatment systems and just drop them in the ground and put them to work. These people are out there. And the people who are going to fund it are every single person who cares about water in the world. So this is really not just about the US. It's about solving water problems in every country in the world. I'd like you to go to waterchain.io, register. This is the very first time we're really laying out this vision publicly. So you're catching us right at the right moment. I'd love to have your input. And I think I have a few moments for questions. Are you limited to the US? This is a global play, all right? Um, and one of the great ways we can get um, into other countries some, the, who are the best early adopters? It's the NGOs. It's the nonprofits. Because their problem is they raise a million dollars for some project in Central Africa. Well, they have huge transparency and corruption issues. So they will like something like this because they can have this, the use of the blockchain is perfect for, for establishing trust if done properly. So I see now, Origin Clear, the, the, the mother company, we're primarily operating in Asia already. We're in China, Malaysia, India, Thailand, um, as well as in Europe. We're in Spain, North Africa. Before the US, we found adoption elsewhere because the US is very conservative. What is the problem with the US? OK, who recycles the most water in the world? Anybody know? Israel. 80% of Israel's water is recycled. OK, what's the number two country in the world? Spain. Spain, 20%. 80, 20. Where's the US? One. 1%. So what does, what does that tell us? It tells us that the early adopters are not in the US. You know, you don't want the most, the, the most uh, laggard culture to be your early adopters. You want the most, uh, we saw that, that life cycle graph with the early adopters, that's where it's at. So the early adopters are in South Asia. They're in Africa. They're in Europe. They're in North Africa. Algeria has, has decreed that they're going to meet European standards or else, right? And they, they can do it. So I believe it's going to be international first. But for purposes of control, I think our first one would be in the US because we want to we want to do a really good first use case and really establish something fantastic for the future. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, that was a lot of fun and um, a very prophetic in many ways, uh, given what um, you know, happened down the road. It was an idea ahead of its time. Decentralized finance of water, right? That's what this is all about and funding of clean water tokens. Of course, we had great support from the crypto industry. Some of the best people in the industry joined the group, our group, WaterChain. But we, of course, things hit the wall mid-2018. It was called Crypto Winter. And we needed that use case that I just mentioned in that speech. 
Well, now we've got the use case funded and we're doing it conventionally. See, we, it was hard to do a pre-funded water systems and also the tokens. It was just too, you know, just too meshed together. So we were able to pull it apart and go, okay, let's do the pre-funded water systems, which is Origin Clear Financial, get the use case, and then we can look at tokenizing it, right? Next steps. We're staying focused on rolling out the pre-funded water systems. That's what we are staying focused on. I'm not gonna jump around and do other things for now, but we are studying this idea. It's in the lab. Please do not wager on how wonderful Origin Clear is gonna be with a token. I can just see it now. So, but it makes a lot of sense because the big problem with, with tokenizing water is, well, where's the water, right? You gotta send, send people out to do audits and so forth. Instead, if you have all these waters of service contracts, the contracts are on the meter. Ethereum is a perfect uh, coin for this because it has smart contracts. So you just simply use something like Ethereum as a backbone for this, this coin. And I'm just, I'm just spitballing here because uh, this is not a technical discussion. And now you're able to trigger, oh, there's X amount of gallons being treated at this particular location. And that turns into tokens that have value. And then you can bring in a desalination plant. You can bring in air harvesting plants. You can do all kinds of players. Even virgin water generation can be put on this. So this is a really interesting thing. As long as there is a contract generating the water, then it can be tokenized. And then people can invest and the, the capital pool becomes huge. So very exciting. As I say, we're staying focused, <laughs> but we also think that this is a wonderful piece of the roadmap once again, and I couldn't be happier that the all this 2018 activity is coming to fruition. All right, well, you can help. And Ken Berenger is the man. He's been working with me, uh, doing amazing things to strategize this. And uh, really, it's fun. I mean, I was just texting him while during the video about how it's kind of, you know, it all comes around, right? It's kind of like, you know, bell-bottom jeans are now coming back around. Uh, in a way. So now this crypto thing, which we were leading with now, of course, is fully mature and everybody thinks it's great. Well, back then, believe me, it was wild and woolly. So uh, with that, uh, just, just to talk to Ken, just type oc.gold slash Ken in your browser and you'll be talking to him. He's got a very busy day, but I think you'll find it very interesting. Well, I'm not going to tell you the next up, exciting update because literally these uh, the topics show up at the last minute. But it's been really fascinating uh, spending a little time with you on this and talking about it. I appreciate your time uh, spent tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Tom Marchesello has is uh, sitting in the uh, in the gallery here, and he was part of the water chain effort. And wow, it was wild and crazy. I'm sure that he and I will be have a chance to discuss it on this show in the future, but it is all coming together, all becoming integrated, and I couldn't be happier. So with that, I want to thank you all very, very much for being with, with me this evening. Uh, we've had a record number of, of um, attendees. So thank you, thank you. We really appreciate it, and good night. Mm -hmm.